staring at me Nothing but blue skies do I see Bluebirds singing a song Nothing but bluebirds all day long Never saw the sun shining so bright Never saw things going so right Noticing the days hurrying by When you're in love, my, how they fly Blue days, all of them gone Nothing but blue skies from now on
listening to WETF, the jazz station in South Bend, Indiana. Available to you worldwide on jazzradiowetf.org. My name is John Clark, and this is the Jazz Focus. And today, we're going to be focusing on something a little bit outside of the mainstream, I guess you'd have to say. This is uh, a program I'm going to call Texas Swing. I just finished doing a project, a book project, on the foundations of Western Swing, which I'm calling Texas Swing, at least for the bands that were active in that area. And uh, those groups really self-identified as jazz groups, not country or hillbilly or folk or whatever other people thought they were called. The term Western Swing didn't really come into being until the middle 1940s. So we started out with a group led by the steel guitar player, Bob Dunn. Bob Dunn uh, had um, come up listening to, of all things, Hawaiian guitar. He was entranced with that sound when he was a little boy, and he did a mail-order course on how to play that. Uh, he got an instrument and, and developed a, a kind of an unusual technique. Uh, he was a, a jazz player through and through. That's how he identified. He had his first big break playing with Milton Brown and his Brownies, which was one of the great early groups of the uh, Texas Swing era. Uh, from there, he played with... Um, uh, Roy Newman's band did some one-hit guest shots on a lot of other recordings and ended up in Houston. He had started out with those groups in Fort Worth and Dallas, but moved to Houston in the late 1930s and started playing with Cliff Bruner, the uh, violinist. And we're not going to hear any of the Cliff Bruner recordings today, but uh, the band that Bob Dunn used was essentially... Uh, the uh, Cliff Bruner band without Cliff Bruner. We heard two tunes. We heard Blue Skies, the Irving Berlin tune, and Mama's Gone Goodbye, uh, a tune by Armin J. Perone and Peter Bocage. Actually, I think it was really by Steve Lewis, the piano player with the Armin Perone band. Uh, these were both recorded on March 2nd of 1939, and Bob Dunn's Vagabonds is how they were listed. Bob Dunn on steel guitar, uh, and along with Hezzy Bryant on bass, Fritz came on drums, although you can barely hear any drums. Uh, Leo Rayleigh plays electric mandolin, which is an interesting type of feel, electric mandolin and steel guitar. Mansell Tierney played piano, and Moon Mulliken uh, was the singer. He later became known as a piano player, but at this stage he was singing and composing more than playing. So we heard, uh, uh, on Blue Skies actually, we heard a vocal by Moon Mulliken, and the feeling of these sessions, I think, had a lot in common with the DECA sessions that were being made around the same time, a little bit before in Chicago, of the African-American blues and jazz players like the Harlem Hamfats and Jimmy Gordon and even Big Bill Brunzi. That kind of bluesy, occasionally standard repertoire, but uh, with a very heavy dance beat and a lot of good-natured playing. Particularly on the second tune, Mama's Gone Goodbye, which had a lot of interesting interplay between the steel guitar and the electric mandolin, uh, which can sometimes be a little hard to differentiate on recordings of this period. So now we're going to go to another group that uh, was active in the uh, Fort Worth and, and Dallas area, certainly. This uh, was a band that was called the High Flyers. It actually went back to the very early 1930s and, and, and went through several iterations before it ended up in the more... Texas Swing Swing Band style when they started recording in 1937. And we're going to hear a series of tunes starting with the five-piece band. Uh, this is the High Flyers featuring the leader Elmer Scarborough on guitar and banjo. Landon Beaver was a piano player didn't play with them regularly, but he did all their recordings. Very good jazz player. Billy Briggs plays steel guitar. Butch Gibson plays clarinet. He had apparently just graduated high school. He was a young fellow at the time. Daryl Kirkpatrick is an outstanding jazz, uh, jazz and um, 
bluegrass type of fiddler, um, but really excellent jazz playing here, and Willie Wells on guitar. And some of them may also switch off on bass and things like that as well. So we're going to start out, as I said, with the five-piece band, which is a tune that goes back to the 1920s. Then we're going to hear uh, the High Flyer March, and this comes from a slightly later session. Uh, all of these were uh, done for Vocalion, by the way. I said High Flyer March, I meant High Flyer Stomp, which was done on June 18th of 1937, uh, with the addition of a regular bass player, Zach Hurt, who had been a founding member of the group. Then from there, we're going to hear a, a very traditional tune, the Joe Turner Blues. Not the W.C. Handy tune, but a very standard blues melody that many of these bands in Texas recorded under a variety of different titles. And that one comes from the first session, as does the one that follows that, Under the Double Eagle uh, by Fritz Wagner. A, uh, a march sounds very German, but it was actually an American march, I think. And it uh, is played here. Uh, this was one of their big hits, I guess, the High Flyers. Bill Boyd and his, or and his Cowboys had another big recording of this as well. Then we're going to go on to a couple of sort of pop tunes. Uh, one is credited to Billy Briggs, but it certainly sounds like a 20s tune. It's called Honolulu Flapper Gal. And then we're going to end up with uh, a tune called Razzmatazz Stomp, which came from uh, the um, next session after that, which was December 6th of 1938, with basically the same band. So this is the High Flyers. We're going to hear six tunes from this band right now. Good Texas swing. Stands up very well in the 30s, maybe a few years behind where they were in New York and Chicago, but still very compelling music. The High Flyers playing the five-piece band, High Flyer Stomp, Joe Turner Blues, Under the Double Eagle, Honolulu uh, Flapper Gal, and Razzmatazz.
they played hottest to that song. Swing that 12 street, they go to town on fugue song with a hidey hidey hole on the offbeat. But a drummer man starts to swing the band. Why just start up? Only part of what a five piece band can do.
So there we have the High Flyers, a band out of the Fort Worth and Dallas area. Uh, Throughout the 1930s, they went on into the early 1940s, up to the war years, they had a particularly fine electric guitarist named Sheldon Bennett, we'll probably hear him at some other point, who was uh, doing some of the Charlie Christian stuff simultaneously to Charlie Christian. Interesting performer. So we started out with the five-piece band from their first recording session, which was done on June 13th of 1937, all these for Vocalion. Uh, and the second-to-last tune we heard was Honolulu Flapper Gal by Billy Briggs, the steel guitar player. It had that Hawaiian sound to it, but it sounded more like a 20s tune to me, so I don't know if that may have predated it. Also in the band, Elmer Scarborough on guitar and banjo, Landon Beaver taking some fine piano solos, Billy Briggs, as I said, on steel guitar, Butch Gibson on clarinet. He, was a, he became a better clarinet player. He was pretty good here, but he got significantly better on some other dates coming up. Daryl Kirkpatrick on violin, and Willie Wells on guitar, and some combination of Kirkpatrick Patrick Wells, Briggs, and Scarborough all probably played bass because they didn't have a dedicated bass player on this session. They all switched around a bit. So that was, as I said, five-piece band of Honolulu Flapper Gal. So then the second tune after uh, five-piece band was the High Flyer Stomp, which came from their next date on June 18th, about less than a week later in 1937. They added a bass player on that, Zach Hurt, uh, who, as I said, had been a founding member of the band. A good uh, rousing performance of that. Then we went back to a, a blues performance, the Joe Turner Blues, as I said, not the W.C. Handy tune, but a kind of a, a, a common cause blues, I guess. A lot of the Western Swing and uh, Texas Swing bands recorded this under lots of different titles, Dragging Along and a few other things as well. After Joe Turner Blues, we heard uh, Under the Double Eagle. As I said, this was a hit for several Western Swing bands, uh, Texas Swing, I should say. Uh, this band, the High Flyers, were the only one who did the first strain. Most of them started on the, on the main strain that we think of as being the tune, but uh, they did a much more fully arranged version here, the one we just heard, in really incorporating both the violin and the clarinet. Uh, a lot of these Western bands had two fiddle leads, and this one had a violin and a clarinet, which set it apart a little bit. Then after that came that Honolulu Flapper Gal I mentioned, and then finally, uh, Raz Mataz Stomp uh, from December 6th of 1938. No clarinet on that, but that was a big feature for Daryl Kirkpatrick. He uh, was a big Jovenuti fan, and that song, um, I think was credited to him, was uh, very much based on some of the Venuti and Lang recordings of the late 20s, Kicking the Dog and things like that. So a lot of good flashy playing there. So now we're going to go on to another band led by a fellow named Leon Chapelar. The band was called Leon's Lone Star Cowboys, and uh, the first set of recordings they made were actually in Chicago. Uh, the powers that be at Decca Records brought them up there, as they did to uh, Bob Wills and Milton Brown at different times, and they recorded quite a few tunes. Uh, Leon Chapelar was a guitar player who had followed on the, uh, and the example of Jimmy Rogers, the singing brakeman, and he made some early recordings in that style, but he started a western swing band in the mid-30s that uh, was really quite good. Uh, we're going to hear several tunes. We're going to hear some jazz tunes, in fact. The Bugle Call Rag uh, and Meilenberg Joys, which come from their first session, August 14th of 1935. Uh, then we're going to hear China Boy, which comes from uh, a session that we have on 
March 13th of 1936. So uh, the band, let me tell you who the band is. And actually, I'll tell you the fourth tune, because we're going to have four, is No Mama Blues, which comes from August 15th of 1935, those Chicago sessions. And that was an original by Leon Chapelar. So in the band at this time, the earlier one anyway, in addition to Leon Chapelar on guitar, he also did quite a bit of singing, but we're hearing mostly instrumentals here. Uh, Lonnie Hall is on violin, Johnny Harvey on clarinet, Skipper Hawkins on bass, Howard Oliver, who was an outstanding banjo player, as you'll hear, and Gene Sullivan on guitar. They were on the Chicago sessions. When we get to the session that had China Boy, slightly different, uh, Slim Herbert or Harbert played bass, Speck Harrison played clarinet and alto sax, and those were the two differences there. So those will be our uh, four tunes by Leon Chapelar, a.k.a. Leon's Lone Star Cowboys. The last tune of this set will be uh, something called uh, Fort Worth Stomp, which was recorded by the Crystal Springs Ramblers. The Crystal Springs Dance Pavilion was a uh, legendary dance hall in Fort Worth, or outside of Fort Worth, that Milton Brown and Bob Wills both sort of cut their teeth playing at. This was the house band, uh, and they recorded on June 19th of 1937. They only uh, recorded one time, actually two times uh, in, in June of 1937, and only had about a half a dozen tracks issued, which is a pity because I think you You'll see they are a wonderful band. The Fort Worth Stomp was by Morris Deason, who was a guitar player, also played banjo on these sessions. In addition, we have J.B. Brinkley on guitar, Link Davis on violin, uh, Earl Driver on alto saxophone, a fantastic alto player who would have been at home in any of the New York bands at the time. Joe Hawley also played violin. He did the solos, I believe. Jimmy McAdoo on bass, Lauren Mitchell on piano. And that's going to be the Fort Worth Stomp, a really outstanding performance from the period. So that's our set. Uh, Leon's Lone Star Cowboys doing Bugle Call Rag, Mylenberg Joys, China Boy, and No Mama Blues. And then the Crystal Springs Ramblers doing the Fort Worth Stomp. Thank you. 
Mammy, don't worry my mind Ain't got no women They sure don't worry my mind I don't care about the women I'm not the marrying kind
now up and down on the street. Oh, the policeman swings on his beat, and the school kids that makes the fine but the people to swing it all out in time. Don't get me wrong, we're not hot. This is all that we've got. So if you get what I say, the foot will stomp is what we play. Thank you. 
Lucky Strike Extra for you in there. We uh, had time to do an extra Crystal Springs Ramblers tune. So we finished up with Tell Me Pretty Mama, a nice blues tune featuring a vocal by J.B. Brinkley, the uh, leader and guitar player, or one of the leaders, I should say. Preceding that was that Fort Worth Stomp, a really terrific driving performance. Uh, iron, ironic as it is, the alto sax player was Earl Driver, and he certainly lived up to his name, quite a player. Link Davis uh, was on violin, as was Joe Holly. I think Joe Holly played the solos. Mars Deason played guitar and banjo. Jimmy McAdoo on bass. Lauren Mitchell on piano. Really storming band there. Many of these bands did not use drums. Bob Wills was the first one to use drums in this style regularly, but they had a propulsive rhythm uh, with the guitars and the banjo and usually that slap bass going. So it was really pretty uh, solid rhythm regardless. We started out with uh, Leon's Lone Star Cowboys, Leon Chapelar, the uh, uh, guitar player, and we heard him sing on one as well. And that was a good jazz type of uh, performance uh, all the way through there. A little bit retro, I guess uh, you'd have to say. These were recorded in 1935-36, thereabouts, and uh, had, a, had the sound of maybe a late 20s recording to it. Leon Chapelar on guitar, Le Lonnie Hall on fiddle, Johnny Harvey on clarinet, Skipper Hawkins on bass, Howard Oliver, really a wonderful banjo player. Banjo had, of course, fallen out of use in the 30s in most bands, but uh, in Texas Swing, they kept it on for much longer. And Gene Sullivan on guitar. And we started out with the Bugle Call Rag, featuring breaks by everybody. Then the Mylenberg Joys, the uh, Jelly Roll Morton and New Orleans Rhythm Kings tune, had featured good solos all around, as did China Boy, which came from a, uh, a slightly later session. Um, that was a tune that was done on March 13th of 1936, had a slightly different personnel, Slim Herbert on bass and Speck Harrison on clarinet in that case. That was done after Chapelar had been in an auto accident and had recovered physically, but he had had some neurological difficulties, and they said he was never quite the same after that, although he kept his band going for many years. So after uh, China Boy, we finished up with No Mama Blues from August 15th, and that was another one of those takes on the Joe Turner Blues that we heard earlier, and that featured Leon Chapelar on vocal. So thank you for joining us today. This has uh, been our Texas Swing program. I, I've been very into this music for a while. I think it has some real uh, jazz interest all the way through, if you can sort of think of it as maybe being a little bit earlier in style. Uh, you have been listening to John Clark and the Jazz Focus, and we are here together on WETF, the jazz station in South Bend, Indiana. Heard everywhere on jazzradiowetf.org. So we have time for one more tune, and this will be done by John Boyd's Southerners. John Boyd was the younger brother of uh, uh, Bill Boyd and Jim Boyd. Bill Boyd had his Cowboy Ramblers, which we've done some podcasts on. We're going to have another one coming up of his more jazzy tunes. Uh, Bill was a guitar player and a singer, but the uh, prime interest in the band, to some degree, was Jim Boyd, who was a great bass player and a fine singer as well. Uh, their younger brother, John, was a guitar player and a singer, and he was just beginning to come into his own around this time when, uh, unfortunately, he uh, was killed in a, in a motorcycle accident, so he never fulfilled his promise. He did this particular recording session, though, uh, in uh, Dallas uh, with his Southerners on June 21st of 1937, using members of the Roy Newman Band to back him, including Roy Newman on piano, Ish Irwin on bass, uh, Walker Kirkies on banjo, and Jim Boyd on bass, or Jim Boyd on guitar, rather, and, of course, uh, John Boyd singing. And also we'll have Butch Gibson on alto sax on some of the other tunes he played clarinet, but here he played alto sax at 
is not Holly Horton, who was with the Roy Newman Band at the time. So uh, the presumption that it is Butch Gibson, who was playing with Bill Boyd also. So thank you very much for listening to the program and hope you tune in again next week. Broken heart.